When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Extra the Podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Melvin Robert. We have a great episode for you today. First, J-Lo is about to discuss her love life like you've never heard her before in a brand new album and accompanying film, This Is Me Now. Extra talks to the superstar about her revealing new project and why she calls it the scariest thing she's ever done. Then Julia Roberts has taken on a role like never before, and she shares what drew her to the project. Plus, Emma Stone's posse of famous friends, including Taylor Swift, were all on hand to support her at her recent movie premiere for Poor Things. The actress reacts to that and the film's Oscar buzz. But we begin today with the arrival of the Purple Queen, Oprah Winfrey, and she arrived in head-to-toe purple and posed with power players Tyler Perry and fellow producer Steven Spielberg on the purple carpet. I caught up with Miss Oprah Winfrey at the premiere of The Color Purple, where she explained why that $35,000 check that she received for playing Sophia in the 1985 version of the film was the best money that she ever earned. So, it's full circle. It is a full circle moment for you. And you look beautiful. Do you, do you feel as fabulous as you I feel better. Do you? Whatever I look like, I feel a hundred times better. Yeah. 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 So from getting up in your pajamas and going to that B. Dalton in Baltimore, yes. to Chicago, to New York, to Broadway, to here in Hollywood, once again, here comes that woman, that woman with the color purple story. I know. What do you know now about the color purple that you didn't know before? I know that it endures. I know that... The thing that I felt the very first time I read that book on that July Sunday in 1982, I think it's the, the, the power and essence of that story still resonates with everyone else. And I think this is now reimagined for another generation, and who knows what will come after, because the principles of forgiveness and finding your own joy and discovering God within yourself and being able to express that in the world in a way that other people can see and know that you've been redeemed. That thing will be needed forever. Not even AI can change it. You know what I mean? As long as there are humans, there will be a need for what the color purple speaks to. So I feel good about that. One of the things I know you said is that you wouldn't be who you were if it were not for this story. If it were not for this film. This film really changed everything for me. And everybody always thinks it's about being in the movie. It was about everything that surrounded the movie. It was about the decision to surrender to get the part. It was about being around uh, Steven Spielberg. 
Goldberg and Quincy Jones and Alice Walker every day and seeing, oh, that's what your work should feel like. You should not feel like you work in when you work in. It should feel like you're so impassioned that you want to go to work every day. You can't wait to get there, which is what I was doing on that set. It feels like you own yourself. Me seeing Steven Spielberg own Amlin is what put the idea in my head that I could have a Harpo Studios. And so when I say it changed my life, what it really did to change my life is I had to give up three years of vacation in order to do it. And only after I finished doing it did my lawyer say, you never want to be in that position again, so you should own yourself. So it caused me to actually own the Oprah Winfrey show instead of being a paid talent on the Oprah show. One of the things that a lot of the actors have said is that you gave them the space to do their own thing on this project. You didn't tell them what to do. You said, make your own. Do your own thing. But, I mean, you know, there's a couple moments where I would say, okay, I'm not the director, but I would go up and whisper to the director, you know, I think she needs to lean in a little more. I think she needs to put her hands on that baby's face or something like that. But, you know, I was an observer, and as a producer, your job is to try to keep things moving along and making sure that everybody has what they need. So I love, at this stage of my life, being in that position to help somebody else. Go get it. Thank you, Ms. Winfrey. You're proof that purple endures forever. Thank you. The color purple arrives in theaters on Christmas Day. Now to this. Jennifer Lopez is about to open up like we've never seen her before in her new album and accompanying feature film, This Is Me Now, which is a narrative about her love life. J-Lo chats with extras Terry Seymour at the L Women in Hollywood event where she gets candid about her relationship with her husband, Ben Affleck, and also what led her to make this revealing new film. How are you? I'm well, how are you? So good to see you. Good you look you. gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. As always, just beautiful. Thank you. Congratulations on this honor this evening. I know, it's very sweet. I'm celebrating first album in a decade. I know. This is me now. I know. And, I, and, it, and so it's an album that I wrote in a way that I, the last time I did it was like 20 years ago, where I went into the studio and I was there every single day and I wrote on every single song and it was a very, very special project. And when it was done, I knew I wanted to do something different with it. And we did. We made a movie. And it's very, very different than anything I've ever done in my life. And the most personal, scary project that I've ever done. What took so long? <laughs> because it was a proper, it's a real film. It's not. It's not videos, it's not, it's a real journey. It's a real story, it's, you'll see. I've you'll been hearing see. lots about this you'll video. See, I, I know it's very, very I special. I feel like if you say too much, it takes away from the experience and I've been calling it a music, musical experience because there's so much to experience it on, in different ways and so I wanna keep that fresh for the fans and for everybody who's interested. I think that it's beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. I think it was, the most scary thing I've ever done. But Would you say this is the most personal album you've ever most, done? Most personal, but even more than that, it's it's the most revealing in a way, you know? Was that hard for yeah. you to be? Because we always think of you as like sharing everything and being so open. No, no. I, no, I don't think anybody knows anything about my true personal life. No, 
Wow. And you speak in the article about not letting anybody put you in a box. So for people that feel like they're being boxed in, what advice would you give? I mean, don't let them. I don't, I, I've always been somebody who's kind of not, to always kind of follow my inner compass. And I think that's the, the thing, right? Because it's so easy to listen to outside voices, to, to let other people influence you, what you think, and what you should wear, and how you should be, and what you should say, and all of these things. And at the end of the day, when that's happening, I always kind of like go like, what do I think? What do I really feel? What do I think? And I go with that. When you talk about how personal this is and how difficult it, was, difficult it was, do you, because you and Ben have been through so much together, do you do you talk about it and take his opinion or? Oh, we, we're, we're real partners. Not, you know, just in working together, but in life and as parents and, you know, as lovers, as, as, to, as a couple, you know? And so, you know, we discuss everything with each other. We discuss everything with each other and I, I want his opinion and everything because I trust him. I know he has the best intentions and he has no kind of agenda except to see me shine as bright as I can shine. And that's what I have for him too. So definitely always want his opinion. This Is Me Now will be released on January 10th, followed by This Is Me Now, the film, on February 16th on Prime Video. Well, everybody, from one superstar to the next, Julia Roberts is back on the screen in her new Netflix thriller, Leave the World Behind. The project is unlike anything that Julia has done before, and the actress shares what drew her to the role. Oh, look at your great bangs. I'm just looking at you. I haven't seen you since you cut bangs. It's been a little while. Do you I like know. them? I like them. I like them a lot. Okay, good. Thank you. Now, I was half expecting, Marishla, to yes. wear, you were going to wear a sweater with Julia's face on it. Because uh, did you see that sweater she wore? Yes, I did. I did. I did. It was the... Um, I, I, was, I was a little yeah. blown away, honestly. I, did, I, I had no words. So, yeah, I was... The world had a lot of words. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was great. Super sweet. So in this film, Julia, you play someone mm -hmm. who's very different from yourself. Yes. You you play almost like a Karen, so to speak, who's a little prickly. Yes. And quite suspicious. Yes. I do feel bad for all women called Karen. Mm -hmm. That was a bad moment because. <laughs> But she is a Karen. I think that does <laughs> right, really. Unfortunately, right, right. we have built it in such a way that you know exactly what that yes. means now. And I think she's a Karen. I know. Yeah. So we've all become very dependent on technology. What do you miss about a world when we didn't have to keep looking at our phones and our iPads from years past? Hmm. I think I miss when you couldn't get a hold of people or they couldn't get a hold of you. And that, not only just that period, but then sort of, I think of a family kind of coming together at the end of the day and you actually have things to talk about yeah. at dinner because right. you haven't been in contact all day long a hundred times. Right. Or a busy signal. Or a busy signal, remember them, yeah. I miss the feeling of boredom. And I don't mean like true, because you. You should never be bored, really. Right. I don't necessarily believe in that, but I do think as a reaction to the feeling of boredom, you grab your phone, you start scrolling mm -hmm. through something, right? Mm -hmm. So then you just never have to like sit in that and 
come up with a thought or an idea right. or think something over because you can just so easily just look at something else and it tell you what to react to you right. know so i kind of miss the looking I'm, out I'm the window a little bit yeah. yeah yeah so then what do you think is more frightening to be stuck in a house with kids and no devices or to have uh the world hacked i would rather i would well i would always rather be stuck in a house with kids and no devices that sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, how dependent are your kids on your devices? I mean, I don't, I don't think of them as dependent on their devices. We've never had an issue with that. I think we could all spend less time on our phones, on our computers. Um, I am guilty of playing too many New York Times crossword puzzles in a day. Mm. But. Um, you know, it's just if, if you have a little self-monitoring of it. Right, right. How is it possible that you actually have two twins who are 19 years old already? In college, I know. It's I know. not possible. What a great picture that you posted. Yeah. I know. And you're, you're, you're fairly new to social media in the recent times. And that you did it. Yeah, I did. Well, it is something to be celebrated. And I know that... Um, you know, Instagram is a place where people like to share happy things. And I just, I love them so much. And I, and I really did just happen upon this cute picture. And I thought, right. well, that's, that doesn't, um, it, sh it allows me to share something as a proud parent of them without uh, infringing on their privacy at all, right. I felt like. What did the two of you love about working with each other? Say nothing, yeah. just to throw them off. No, I, I... I just enjoy collaborating with Julia and um, just setting out to meet the task of the day every mm -hmm. day. Like to me, I, there's actors who downplay it. I think acting is hard. It really is to me. And so to work with somebody who's like, come on, let's do this together. And you're like just trying to figure out, figure it out and kind of just improves each take you do it. Like that was a real joy. Just again, getting to work with someone who says just yes, because I have also worked with people who there's just so much resistance mm -hmm. there too. And really like looking each other in the eye and going from beginning, middle to end in a scene. And then of course, through the course of a whole film. So she's just an extraordinary partner. So thank you so much. There's an iconic dance scene <laughs> that's going to go down in history. You know, there's Pulp Fiction with Uma, there's Travolta in Greece, and I think the two of you, who really brought the move? And, and were they choreographed or were they yours? It's a little mix of both. It is. Yeah, it's a mix of both. We I think it's safe it. to say it was a mixed bag. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I heard that when Sam sent you the book, Julia, mm -hmm. you were afraid to read it after hours in the dark. Yes. Tell me I, about that. I scare very easily. Right. I do not like scary things. Like, you know, my sister says, there's two kinds of people in the world. Everybody can be in one of two categories. There's pumpkin heads and there's <laughs> melon heads, mm. right? Or peanut heads. Yeah. So I'm a peanut head, she's a melon head. So she says the whole world can be divided into these. I think the whole world can be divided into two groups. People that like to be scared and people that don't like to be scared. And I don't like to be scared. And I started reading this book right. and Sam had said, no, step on it, get it read. And I started reading it. And, and as the sun started to set, 
I had to call Sam and say, flag on the play. This is going to take me longer to read. This is really scaring me, and I can't read it after dark. Because mm. I do like to get into bed with the book. That's what right. I do most of my reading, and that is, I'm never getting into bed with this book at night. Right. Now, also, the TV show Friends plays a part in this movie about joy and um, hope. Mm. And with the sad passing of Matthew Perry that we're all still mourning, what did this nod to Friends mean to you? Well, you were saying it before that it's um, an incredible, not even coincidence, it's just a sweet little happening that this, in this sad moment that um, that there's this kind of joyful girl a in our tribute movie. Yeah. to him, like a tribute, unintended, yeah. unintended, but it's a tribute to all of them and that sort of contribution to our culture. Mm -hmm. But, um, but the fact that he recently passed is is kind of sweet timing, mm -hmm. you know, from from the standpoint of all those who are currently thinking about him in that way, and, and his passing being re really resonant for them, that I feel like this is sort of like a nice little moment, I think, that I hope would contribute to, you know, some sort of happiness for folks. Okay, very nice. You can catch Leave the World Behind, streaming now on Netflix. And finally today, Emma Stone's superstar friends were out in full force at her recent movie premiere. That includes Miss Taylor Swift. Mona Kosar Abdi catches up with Emma at the Poor Things premiere, where she talks about the film's Oscar buzz and the support from her famous friends. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Good. good. First of all, you looked amazing last night. Oh, thank you. Um, It's good to see you back as a redhead. Are you done with the long black hair? Oh, yeah, although I do miss <laughs> it sometimes. It was very fun. Yeah, it no. was fun while it lasted. Yeah. You, looked, you looked incredible. It was a different look than Bella, though. So were you done with the puffy sleeves? No, I, well, no, there, there might be some puffy sleeves down the road, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was someone, so many good uh, costumes in that movie. I loved it. Um, also, I mean, it was great to see that your best friend came to support you, Taylor. Oh. Is, is it cool to see that you guys have grown and continue to support each other? Because I'm sure you started with the same love when she was Time Magazine Person of the Year, right? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's amazing. I was, yeah, I was really happy she came. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You were hilarious as Bella. Um, in the you. beginning, there's a lot of just grunting, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, yes, sort of. Yeah, she's, I guess there is some grunting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, she's learning to talk, right? Exactly. Uh, why did you want to play Bella? Oh, I was absolutely in love with her. I thought she was the most incredible character I'd ever heard of. Um, I, yeah, I, I was, um, I think everything about her, she's, she's so happy to be alive. She's so hungry for experience and, you know, just wants to drink it all in and, um, and just really, really live to the fullest. And, and she's not bound by sort of societal norms or expectations of mm. um, not just a woman in that time, but like a person at all. Like she's completely new to all of it. And 
it was just a really, a really inspiring um, idea to me. So yeah, everything about Bella was, was why I wanted to do it. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's that free will that everybody wants to tie down, right? Including yeah. Mark's character. Yeah. Um, when I was talking to him, actually, he said that it can be awkward sometimes to watch back those scenes because she is free as yeah. it can be. Is it awkward for you or you're just like, this is part of it. This is part of Oh no, I think character. It, all, it all makes sense to me. I mean, I, I was, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we, Yorgos and I talked about everything every step of the way and I was also a producer on the film yeah. and so it was I think everything about Bella is so she doesn't have shame she doesn't have judgment of herself or, or really other people unless they're being crazy like Duncan Mark's character becomes uh, and then she's just like you're annoying go away <laughs> um, but I think every aspect of her experience was important to sort of you know mm -hmm show and and lean into and um so yeah i don't know it's although it's always hard to watch yourself on screen period yeah so you know. even watching her clothes evolve from the black and white to the big puffy sleeves and once I mean, it gets in the color it's really it's a, it's a very special film i think yeah yorgos is incredible yeah. so and an, inc an incredible cast i mean the movie's already getting oscar buzz oh. is that something you pay attention to i mean being a producer and starring in the film, I'm sure that could be exciting, right? Completely, yeah. yes. That's only that's only a lovely, beautiful thing. I think oh, it's been such a long buildup. We've we wrapped it two years ago, so just the fact that it's even coming out into the world is like so beyond surreal. Um, and I'm so excited about that. So just taking things, you know, one <laughs> one thing at a time. No, it's great, especially people going into the holidays and everything in yeah. the movie. Um, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas. I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm getting that Over vibe. Over the whole right? family. Yeah. <laughs> Just maybe not the little. Maybe not the littlest, but you know. And lastly, you were hosted SNL again. You're part of the yeah. Five Timers Club. Is it always cool to be back? Oh my God, it's my favorite place. <laughs> um, it was. It's been a really crazy week, as you can see. My voice is gone. It's been a. It's. It, it's been. Uh, yeah, it was so so special, and it meant the world to me um, to get to join that club. Yeah. I was. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Oh my gosh, no, Very you do special. amazing in the movie and it's a great movie. So Thank I'm glad you. I got to talk to you about it. Thanks so much. Poor Things is in theaters now. That's all we've got for you today, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Extra the Podcast. Be sure to listen and follow on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>